For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Montana's offensive line features a very underrated NFL draft prospect for the 2022 class. That man being Dylan Cook, the 6'6", 305-pound offensive tackle who's from Montana. For today's NFL Draft Prospect Spotlight interview, Ryan Roberts spoke to Cook. Before we get to that interview, though, folks, I do need to tell you about today's sponsor, which is Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of your pro and college football action this year. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the where the game starts. Welcome to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospect Podcast. It is an interview edition, bringing you some of the best college football players across the nation, regardless of. Um, of level of competition. We interview guys from the FBS to FCS to Division II, Division III. If you are a good football player, we will absolutely find you. And it's a young man that I was just kind of talking off air for a second with him. We got Dylan Cook, offensive tackle out of Montana. It's a great FCS offensive tackle class this year. Trevor Penning for Northern Iowa, Braxton Jones over at Southern Utah, Matt Waletsko coming out of North Dakota. But for my money, I think Dylan Cook is right there in that conversation as one of the best offensive tackles, best offensive linemen in general on the FCS level. I think he's very, he's absolutely a draftable prospect playing right tackle for the Montana Grizzlies. Welcoming Dylan into the show, who has a fantastic story. Dylan, I appreciate you uh, checking in with us today, man. How's everything been going? Really good. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to have or for you to have me. Yeah, man, absolutely. I know I'm really pumped, though, because I, you know, I kind of, like I told you all off air, you know, I had just kind of just been writing 64's number down, 64, 64 off the, off the side of my notepad. I mean, I think that you are a tremendous football player, both in the pass and the run game, but especially in the run game, man. I just saw a ton of movement being created for you at right tackle for Montana. And then I go and I look at just kind of your backstory a little bit, and it's a fascinating story. So I want to start us out. Obviously, you were a young man that came out of high school and was originally a quarterback, a very talented quarterback at that, over 3,000 yards, 30 touchdowns your senior year of high school. And you went 
to Montana State Northern to actually play quarterback originally. So talk to me a little bit about just the recruiting background and your path to Montana State Northern and, and kind of how you got there. Um, well, yeah, I played quarterback my entire life. And then my freshman and sophomore year of high school actually was the backup behind my older brother. Oh, so nice. my junior year came around and I finally got the reins. And that's really the only year I played. My senior year came around and I snapped my collarbone the very first game. So a lot of the recruiting kind of went out the door and MSU Northern was really the only school that stuck around. So signing day came around and said, I'm going to Northern. and Went up there for two years, redshirt in my first year, got a little bit of playing time my second year and went up there the third year and just you know, wasn't feeling it, you know, mentally and kind of left with no real plan on what I was going to do. And then University of Montana just kind of came out of nowhere and took a shot on me. So let me ask you, because obviously you being a, uh, you know, a very a talented quarterback in high school. I know that you are, you know, a bigger guy, obviously making that transition from quarterback to offensive tackle. When you were in high school though, what was kind of the playing weight back then? Cause I had you down, I think from blessed though at six, six and some change and obviously throw over 300 pounds. Now, and I look back at the uh, Montana state Northern and you were listed at like six, six two ninety. What was kind of the playing weight when you were back in high school? So my junior year, I was around two forty five to two fifty. Okay. And then my senior year, I was 252 on weigh-in day. And then when I broke my collarbone, you know, things just got out of hand mentally and kind of got a little lazy. And that's where that 290 comes from. But I went back up my, my sophomore year, had a trained real hard that summer and got down to 255, 260. Okay. And then played that season at that weight and actually came to Montana at 255. So I had gotcha. to put on, you know, I put on 50 pounds or so and, over about six to eight months and was able to, to start playing. And were, were there anybody just talking recruiting wise, obviously with, with the size that you had, cause it's not even, you know, what your playing weight was. It's just the projectability of, of your frame, you know, being over six foot six, obviously you weight, wear the weight. Well, you've shown the ability to wear, you know, higher weight, lower weight. Was there other programs? Cause I know you kind of talked about, you know, the recruiting kind of went away after, after your collarbone injury, but were there before that recruiting, to multiple positions, whether people may be looking at you at, at tight end, defensive end, like what was the recruiting as far as like position? Um, it was a lot of, lot of mixture when it comes to like the upper division schools. It was a lot of tight end, offensive line, D line. Um, one that stands out was particularly Army. I actually punted in high school and Army wanted me to come and be a tight end and a punter. Wow. So, um, yeah, for the upper division schools, it was a lot of other positions, but for, you know, NAI, D2, it was quarterback. Gotcha. And, and so when everything kind of, you know, the, the, the page turned on, on Montana State Northern and you made the decision, obviously, to go to University of Montana, even before that, was there what was the talking point as far as like, hey, want to keep my weight down, want to try quarterback at a school? Maybe I can make the transition. Like, when did offensive tackle come into the conversation here? Um, really, when University of Montana hit me up, like it was either that or I had one more year to play. So technically, I was still a sophomore. So I could have went JUCO. So that was also the decision to go JUCO and still play quarterback or come to Montana and play offensive tackle. And, gotcha. you know, Montana is Missoula's an hour and a half away from my home. So I just figured stay home. And once they said they had a spot for me at offensive line, I, you know, I just love this game so much. I couldn't pass it up. 
And then talking about that first year you get there, you say you're about 255 pounds when you first get on campus at Montana. What was that first year making that full transition? How crazy was it? How easy was it? What was just that whole first year at Montana like? It was really instinctive. Um, I was on scout team the whole season, so I kind of went out there the first couple weeks and just tried to survive, you know, against the the number one defense. So um, some of the people that are actually still on the team now, you know, kind of taught me up and gave me tips here and there and worked with me a little bit in the downtime. So that kind of got my technique right and uh, my uh, pad level a little better. And then once I finally got some time in front of coach, he, he fine-tuned the rest of it and got me into where I am today. And then obviously the next year, talking 2019 now, which, you know, before we start, I kind of told you, you know, I had watched a game from 2019 and I was just, again, who's 64? I need to kind of figure out about this guy. So working into that season, how comfortable were you now, you know, kind of with a year under your belt, learning the position and just kind of looking back at it, man, like making that transition, how just proud are you of the efforts to make? I mean, because it's not typical, man. Like you see tight ends go to offensive tackle. You see defensive linemen go to offensive line. You never you never really see the quarterback to offensive tackle transition. So just what was that first year as a starter for Montana like? It was definitely crazy. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was really nervous going into some games. And I actually got thrown into the fire against Oregon. And, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau kind of welcomed me to college football. But I feel like I held my own over the course of the season. And it's, it's really exciting to have played that because now this season, like I know what I'm doing and, and I'm prepared to, to have a big season. And then I, I kind of wanted to ask you about, obviously, I, I know it's a negative note for a second, but, you know, the obviously the impacts that COVID-19 had moving a lot of FCS football to the spring. Um, and then, you know, some teams didn't even play, weren't able to play, obviously, in, in, in just a season in general. Just talk to me a little bit about the impact of COVID-19 on the team, on yourself, and how you feel like you all were best able to navigate the craziness surrounding, obviously, all the, all the, all the, uh, just, you know, just miscellaneous, you know, testing and trying to figure out when you guys are ultimately going to be able to play again. Um, it was definitely hectic for sure. I kind of looked at it as a blessing though. Um, some, a lot of people can't say the same, but it kind of worked out for me. I got a had time to put on more weight. I was playing in 2019 around 280, 285 and had time to put on some weight, had time to get in the weight room, had time to get in the film room and just sort of perfect my craft. And uh, it actually ended up giving me another year of grad school under scholarship. So that kind of two birds with one stone type of scenario. Yeah, man, for sure. And obviously you're heading into the season and I, you know, I kind of messaged you that, uh, you know, it's uh it's pretty cool, you know, the kind of the season that you guys got off to this year, obviously with the upset victory um, in the first game against Washington, and you finish off in another victory this past weekend against Western Illinois, 42-7. to So talk to me about how excited you guys are just to be back at football, man. It's got to be nice to just have that normal season, get back to business. I know it was a grind, obviously, but now you are back, and Montana is off to a fantastic start the season so far. It's been awesome uh, getting back into Washington Grizzly Stadium last night with I think we had like 25,600 fans or something. It was unreal. It was, you know, makes the hair on your neck stand up. And the people in Montana have been dying to watch Grizz football. So it was nice to be back out there and give them a show. And I know you're playing on the highest level of FCS football, but it's got to be really nice. You talked about, you know, facing off against Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously probably a guy that's going to go top five in next year's class. You got to just face off against Washington, who has 
NFL players all over the board. What's it like in those games, the ability to play against the quote-unquote upper-level FBS and be able to pull off an upset like that against Washington? It had to be just cool kind of to test yourself against the best of the best. It was really cool to, to get into Washington and play against those guys. And I think the coolest part about it was pretty much our whole team that played against Washington also played against Oregon. So everyone kind of knew what we were going into. Uh, same crowd noise, same type of stadium. So same type of players, no less. So we knew what we were getting into and we were ready for a fight. It was awesome. Absolutely. And I'm curious about this one, man, because I, I usually ask guys, like, who was your favorite player growing up? Who's your favorite player now? I'm assuming that it's probably a quarterback kind of with your background, but are there some players? It could be past, present, whatever, that you kind of want to throw out there. Some guys that maybe you watch a ton, you emulate to a degree. And are there any offensive tackles that are now on that docket? Um, I'm a Bears fan at heart. So really, Walter Payton was my my guy growing up. And uh, honestly, right now, I have a, there's a lot of tackles. There's a lot of great tackles to watch. Orlando Brown, um, mm -hmm. I watch Rashawn Slater and Bosa go at it today. Penesul, all those guys, all those young guys who are trying to make a name for themselves. I really want to watch them just because um, they're just getting into it and just seeing them just get into it and they're struggling. You know, Panay Sewell, when he was at right tackle, he wasn't doing great and he got in at left tackle and was comfortable again. And just seeing how he overcame that is some, is there's a lot of things I can learn from that. And kind of looking at your maturation as an offensive tackle for a second, Dylan, like talking about, you know, just thinking back to 2018, obviously making the transition, but 2019 specifically playing a lot of football and how comfortable you are now. What do you feel like aside from just kind of the experience, what do you feel like are some of the biggest improvements that you've seen in your game? Um, first for sure. Confidence. Um, mm -hmm. 2019, I wasn't too confident in my ability and it took a couple games for me to get confident. And, and now I have a high level of confidence in myself. And um, another thing I learned was really just lower man wins. It's all about leverage and, and me being, you know, 6'6 six, six in FCS, like there's not a lot of 6'6 six, six defensive ends out there. So just makes me have to lower my pad level even more. And then what's the next step? Kind of just looking for the rest of the season. Some things maybe this offseason that you've been really honing in on, kind of taking the next step. Because obviously, I, like I said, you're, a, you know, you've already been preseason all-conference. Obviously, I think you're on the national radar as far as NFL draft prospects are concerned. What is the next step for, to go from, hey, great story, but now Dylan Cook is one of the best offensive linemen, regardless of position across the country? Uh, just solidify myself in, in terms of the run game and mainly the pass. You know, we're, we're going on two games in a row now as an offensive line with zero sacks, and we want to keep that going. We want to keep our quarterback clean. And I think it's – we had, I think, 130 rushing yards against Washington and another 200 or so this week. So just solidify myself on that right side and – bring my teammates along with me. And I know obviously playing in the conference, you guys do, you play one of the top conferences on the FCS. I know you have, you know, dates with Eastern Washington. I know you were Cal Poly, um, you know, in a couple weeks now, but you have Eastern Washington down the road. We have Idaho, we have Northern Arizona, Montana state, obviously a lot of great football teams left to play in the regular season. Uh, just what are some expectations that you guys have just from a team perspective, heading towards an FCS playoff for hopefully. Um, just stay focused on one week at a time, just going one to know every week. And uh, we just, as an offense, we just got to give our defense some help. Defense has been pitching shutouts lately. So 
offense got to pick it up a little bit and that falls on me and the rest of the offensive line. We just got to even do even better. And I know that you're a guy that I think as far as the, um, the all-star circuits, whether it is the senior bowl ultimately or the NFL PA or, or um, college ground showcase or East West shrine, like whoever the, the game is that ultimately gets you. I think that you're going to be a guy that is heavily valued on the circuit and obviously moving into next level, which is why I really wanted to touch base with you and just kind of pick your brain a little bit. But kind of my last question here is being a guy that's on NFL radars, just a few years ago, being a, a quarterback and, and not even knowing what the next step was, how surreal has just this, this journey been for you. And just to know that in, you know, less than a year now, you could be a professional football player. How much of a blessing is that for you? It's definitely a blessing. Um, I hate to put it this way, but I've seen the bottom. I've seen the bottom of college football and just being where I am now, it's, it's a blessing to wake up every day and walk in the facility that we have and put on the pads and even the teammates. It's a blessing to be around my teammates every day and just trying to take it one week at a time for now. Absolutely. Again, D Dylan Cook, star offensive tackle for the University of Montana. One of the best offensive tackles, not only FCS, but I believe in all of college football. So NFL draft fans out there, if you haven't seen him, I would definitely recommend taking a look number 64 starting right tackle for montana dylan i appreciate this again man this is fantastic you've been one of my favorite watches during this summer scouting now leading into the fall man i really appreciate all the time today yeah thank you it was an honor for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save